You're listening to Getting Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health and wellness and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're having a special episode. It's our first episode of the Getting Pig and Green book club. And this week we're doing Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strait. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pigging Green. Hi, Laura. Hi, Steph. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. I am super excited to record our first episode of Guinea Pigging Green Book Club today. Me too. Uh, Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strait. Yeah, this has been one of my favorite books for a couple years now. Um, I think I read it for the first time in 2012, and um, since then I've just I come back to it all the time, just for little pick-me-ups or reminders. And it's just it's one of those books that makes me cry and spoke to my soul. And you just read it recently, and I think that you felt kind of the same way, right? Yeah, I read it for the first time. Uh earlier on in this new year I got it for Christmas uh, mm-hmm. and I devoured it in a couple of days it was so good um, so for those of you who keep up with the podcast uh, this was one of the books that Steph actually recommended to me in one of our last episodes in December when we mm-hmm. recorded an episode on gift giving uh, and I was looking for book recommendations and she recommended tiny beautiful things and I'm just so glad you did I think um, I think anyone can learn so much from not just the things that Cheryl talks about in her book, but even just the way she goes about sharing. Right. And I think I felt so strongly about it. I I, I can't remember if I had it in the mail for you when we recorded that podcast, but I I think maybe I did and I was like pretending that I didn't or something. But um, anyway, I'm so glad that you liked it. So um, anyway, I think what you said is exactly right. It's kind of the way that she goes about sharing it. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know this book, Tiny Beautiful Things, the subtitle is Advice on Life and Love from Dear Sugar. Dear Sugar was a personality, uh, an advice columnist on this website called The Rumpus. And initially it was written by a man named Steve Almond. He was the original Dear Sugar and he did a good job, but then he was kind of over it. So he <laughs> called, up, called up his friend Cheryl, who at the time had not written Wild, which is what she's now famous for. And she was still sort of struggling to be a, uh, a writer. And um, so he invited her on to be the next Sugar, but no one knew who it was. And from there, it just got so popular and really took off. And she writes these advice columns so these answers to readers questions in such a unique way I think she talks about her own life experience and talks about all the hard things and all the painful things and everything that she's learned and somehow ties it together in this beautiful bow of perfect writing as well Um, so you're reading it and it's emotional and relatable as well and um So anyway, it's a really beautiful book. It's basically just a collection of the letters and the answers. And there are a few little intermissions where she just answers some other kinds of questions, um, sort of about her personal life and um, or her personal philosophies. So anyway, that's what the format of the book looks like if you don't if you're not familiar with it. Mm -hmm. It is. um, It's so good. 
It's so good. And uh, I, I'm one of those people that when I finish a book that I really liked, so mm-hmm. Tiny Beautiful Things being one, and also her book Wild, which I just finished as well, mm-hmm. um, I go online and I see what, like, what else people are saying about it. And I think it's so fun that we get to report the, record this podcast so soon after I finished reading it. Because mm-hmm. now I get to just talk about it with someone, which is, like, the best feeling when you, like, just watch a new TV show or read a book. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But, um, no, this one, this one was, uh, it's just, it's just full of little nuggets. And she has a way of turning her own experiences into such a beautiful learning opportunity for others. She, mm. unlike most advice columns where you don't know anything about the advice columnist and for all intents and purposes it seems like the advice columnist has it all together mm-hmm. um, Cheryl, even even though she was writing anonymously at the time um, was just so forthcoming with her own struggles um, the things that she had to face growing up or even recently um, in her relationships and she, it's just, it's so beautiful I don't know, I like to say it's very yoga <laughs> in in how <laughs> honest she is with her shares yeah, she's really honest um, and the book I think because of that honesty and because of that sharing there's such a level of truth in the book um, that you don't normally encounter in other places and when I read it I kind of remember feeling like okay, this isn't the handbook for everything in adult life, but in terms of relationships, I think this is, like, as close as I'm going to come to a handbook on how to live in a way that is respectful to others and to myself and honoring your truth and honoring your path Mm -hmm. and doing the work yourself. And just the closest thing I can think of to a handbook for how to be, like, an emotionally responsible person Mm -hmm. I don't know if you felt that way but it just for me it spoke like oh my gosh yes this is the truth this is the way that we should all be trying and struggling to live um it just I don't know it resonated with me so strongly there's no other way I can think of to put it than that yeah no it was it was definitely super powerful in that regard like even even things one of the things that I really liked about how how she wrote the book mm-hmm. is even when there was a question that came in surrounding a particular type of problem or abuse and having read the book, you know that, okay, this is something that Cheryl herself has, like, experience with, she would right. tie in a completely different story and yes. in some of... So things that aren't necessarily, like, one-to-one, she would still w- find a way to, like, tie in a lesson there. Um, rather than, like, if if something to do with, like, um, fa- like father abandonment issues came up. Even though her father was pretty absent, it, that wasn't necessarily the story that she spoke to in, right. in approaching it with her lesson, which meant that, um, that her responses to these questions were, they were just more, um, I, like, I was more receptive to them because it wasn't, like, well, I have no idea what, what this question is about, and I I can't really relate to how she's answering it. Um, like, she was just able to tie to tie everything in together. Right. 
Yeah, I think what, you know, what you're saying and what you're speaking to is kind of her ability to just write so well. I mean, we know now because of Wild and um, she's written another book that I really liked as well. But her her skill in writing and weaving together uh, stories. So in these answers, when, like you say, she might start from somewhere you totally wouldn't expect. She'll yeah. start by answering the question by talking about this one time she went hiking in whatever, you know, or wherever she was. And then she'll slowly weave it back to the answer. And somehow that ends up being so much more true than if she had just started out saying, yeah, yo, I totally went through this. I I know what's up. Um, My dad was not so great to me either. Like, this is what you should do. Boom, boom, boom. But it's not like that. It's like she tells you a story. And every answer to these questions is is more than just an answer it's a story it's um I don't know it's so well crafted yeah but I I love that you pointed that out go ahead no no I was just saying I love that you pointed out that um that she does that yeah she never took the obvious route right that was something that I really really liked in her writing right um and this is such an excellent book for anybody who is interested in um I'd say pursuing a career in some sort of artistic form as well, because mm. a lot of the questions are, I think a lot of the, the her readers and a lot of the people who submit questions come from that background. Um, mm-hmm. And she is such a beautiful writer that it almost inspired me to, like, <laughs> I was like, I wish I was a writer. I wish I could do what she's doing. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, 100%. She's just... Uh, she's amazing. And um, just as a as a side note, I they just came out with a new podcast, Dear Sugar Radio, where mm-hmm. her and Steve Almond are now together on the radio answering questions together. And the two sugars. Yeah. And I was a little nervous. You know, I was like, I don't know, am I going to like her as much on the radio? You never know with your favorite authors. But I love her. And she's, she lives this. It's not just that she's a good writer and she can just talk pretty. She really lives this. This is really how she sees the world. This is really her perspective. And I just, you know, I wish that I could just call her. That's how I feel about her. But oh like, my gosh. please write I a letter just... to <laughs> to the podcast. That'd be so the, cool. The next time I have a big issue in my life, I'll, I'll write to her. But she lives in my head a little bit now. You know, I'm like, what would, what would Sugar do? You're going to, I, I say this. Not because I think that you're similar, but you remind me of her in in a lot of the ways that I've picked up on since oh. listening to her podcast. In that, like, she always relates something to a book that she's read, and like she's very quick between the two of them, between um, her and S- Steve Almond. She's always the one who has like a quote on hand or a book that she's like, "There's a book just, like about this thing," <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, if I'm between the two of them. That, Gosh, uh, that is... you're the you're the Cheryl. <laughs> oh, that's like the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me. Really, even nicer than when I said that you were the Joy the Baker to my Shutter Bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Cheryl Strait occupies a sort of higher rank than Joy the Baker, but they're both really Whoa. nice things to say. I really <clears throat> hope that Joy the Baker, who I call JTB in my head, yeah. isn't listening to our podcast, you know, because we're big like that. Yeah, I know. 
But honestly, every time I listen to the podcast, the the Dear Sugar podcast, I always think I'm like, oh gosh, Cheryl Strait is so much better read than I am. I will never be as well read as her. That's everything that I think every time. Anyway, I've told this year that you have a 75 book goal for the year. No, how many? Please don't. (laughs) Many, many. Oh gosh, I can never come home. Um, All right. But let's talk about um, some of our favorite quotes and moments in the book. So what stood out to you as like a main theme or lesson that you sort of, what was your main takeaway from the book? Um, I mentioned this in our last episode, that one of my favorite takeaways from the book was this concept of a ghost ship. Uh, and essentially that it, what that is, is every time you make a big decision in your life, So, for example, the decision to have another kid or not have another kid, um, you know, those kinds of decisions that we're making at 23. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to call you on that, so I'm glad you called yourself on it. (laughs) Okay, let's say, like, move to Korea or not move to Korea. Yeah. Um, That when you make a big decision like that, you, I guess there's this existence of this ghost ship that you can see off the shore that represents the d- the path that you did not take or yeah, the decision she, that you did not make. The yeah. way she puts it is the ghost ship that didn't carry us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing paths into it. It's really confusing. I apologize. No. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, just the idea that that ghost ship can be that, path, that ship you didn't take can be um, just as beautiful as how beautiful the the ship that you're on is in its own right and how you can wave to that ship and acknowledge its existence right. uh, and its beauty without feeling regret that you weren't on it right yeah that it's just a different path your life could have been very different but um, you're on this path and it's just it's not it's not for it's not yours. She the way she puts it, so I have it pulled up here. She says, I'll never know and neither will you of the life you don't choose. We'll only know that whatever that sister life was, it was important and beautiful and not ours. It was the ghost ship that didn't carry us. There's nothing to do but salute it from the shore. And yeah, yeah gosh, I just love it's such a helpful idea as well. I think especially I know I know we were joking that we're not making the decision to have babies at 23 I mean some of us are um which is great and fine but um but we are making decisions and I think there's so much angst sometimes with big decisions because we don't know what the right path is but the right Mm -hmm. path is the one that we're on and it's the one that we have chosen and I think it's just such a helpful idea to not to, to sort of Maybe not take it as seriously. I mean, it is serious, but to to realize that, you know, there will always be things that you didn't do. And so you don't have to take every single thing as it's like this life or death death thing. The other sister life if you had chosen it would have been beautiful as well, but it's not the one that you're in. The on. Yeah. It, it reminds me of our shameless plug, uh, the the podcast we <laughs> recorded on on making big decisions. Was right. that just before you moved to Korea that we recorded that? Maybe uh, just after? I think it was maybe just after. Just after. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so like a year ago. I, I wish that I had read Tiny Beautiful Things before we recorded that podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, I had, but yeah. I forgot about that concept. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, such a helpful one. I I think that um, it's a beautiful idea. Yeah. And very helpful idea. I wish I had my book in front of me so I could, um, well, one, make, like, book noises on the podcast just because <laughs> I feel like that's something, like, Hold this on. American life does really well. I'm going to try and do it. I have a, I don't have my copy okay. of the book. I have a <laughs> Kindle version, but I have a notebook here, and so I'll just pretend I'm flipping through my real copy Ugh. of it. Oh, good. Done. Okay. That, that um, sound is so nice. No, yeah, my book is my book is with my mom. I lent it to her immediately after I finished reading it. Yeah. Um, and then like a day after that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she talks about some really obscene sex stuff in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> am I comfortable with my mom? My mom reading that, and it was. <laughs> uh, I think your but mom I, knows. She's she's I, good. I think my mom can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um. I think one of the other themes that I like, and I don't know if I'm going to do it justice in talking about it now, but one of the sections of the book is called Carry the Water Yourself. And one of the thing, the themes in the book, if I could just put it very bluntly, is... Um, well, actually, she can put it for me because she, she has several quotes that really go with this. One of them is... Uh, oh, where is it? I think she says, no one will do your life for you. Yeah, nobody's going to do your life for you. And in another place, she says, it's up to you to make your life. Take what you have and stack it up like a tower of teetering blocks. Build your dream around that. But I think those three quotes, like carry the water and do your own thing, like do your own life. I think that that's something that I know I struggled with a little bit when I graduated from university and I was like, oh wait, it's all up to me. I get to decide where I'm going to live and what I'm going to do for money and who I'm going to hang out with. And there's no more prescriptions. Not that there ever really were, but it's just a a blank slate. And um, I think she, like you mentioned, she answers questions from people who are struggling to be creative or to follow their, their dreams. And who sometimes come off as a little, sounding a little bit entitled. I know there's a couple of the letters that... Do you, do you remember those ones where they're just kind of like, this other mm-hmm. girl is so successful at her writing and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, and I remember that one. I think that what is so helpful about Cheryl Strayed is she's just like, just do the work. Just shut up. <laughs> just do it. Um, yeah, there are some where, where she's very curt. Yeah. And like very honest that that she's not judging the person who wrote the letter, but I, I find that she's honest in a way that they need to hear. Yeah, exactly. Because um, she, she, that's the way she lives her life. That's the way she's always had to live her life is she wasn't handed anything, and she had to go out and do all of the things that she needed to do to get to where she wants to be. And I think sometimes that bluntness can be really helpful um, when when I'm thinking about my life and my small problems um, is just that reminder that it's, it is up to you and that can be scary, but it's also really empowering. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that as well. If I was, if I was a writer, (laughs) um, I guess the the way I relate to her quote about carrying your own water Mm -hmm. is uh, when I was growing up playing hockey 
I never understood it. Like, I'm, like, a, I'm a tiny person. I'm five feet tall for anyone who doesn't know me in person. And, uh... <laughs> She's really small. <laughs> I'm very... I'm tiny. And, uh... Even... So, imagine me as, like, being in grade five, struggling to carry, like, this massive hockey bag when I played hockey. And my dad never carried my hockey bag for me. Like, no matter how much I was struggling under his weight. And he always would say hockey players carry their own bag. Mm. I feel like if I was if I was a writer I'd all I'd find some way to weave that in because that's I that's how I've um, been relating to that idea that she put forward like mm-hmm. for years. Hockey players carry your own bag. And like, right. that's uh, <laughs> And of course that extends past hockey. Sub- yeah, no exa- exactly exactly. Yeah. Good job on the <laughs> subtext, Mr. Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> A plus. Wise. What a wise man, <laughs> letting letting your tiny child carry <laughs> a bag that she could have easy, easily lived in, <laughs> <laughs> with room to spare. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was good. Um, I love that theme as well. What else did we like in the book, Laura? I'm trying to look anything up right now. I have a whole notebook at home in Canada with all of these quotes written out. But I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have it with me. Um, oh, one of my favorite quotes, I guess I can just throw in some sound bites. Um, one of my very, very favorite quotes that the first time I read it, I don't think any really resonated with me, with me at all. But now, a couple years later, does. And I think I'm going to be finding things like this forever. But um, she says, real love moves freely in both directions. Don't waste your time on anything else. And... I think I was always like, I do. Like, I just, I've, I just go with, with love that moves in both directions. But then I feel like I actually don't always. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, the person in the relationship who is, is trying more to make it work, but um, not following the level of reciprocity that maybe it deserves. And that's not just romantic relationships. That can be friendships as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think that that's a really powerful idea. And I think sometimes we can think we're doing a good job of it and then we're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Not no, and, and, and she speaks from the place of not even being like, I, I don't want to say the victim, but the person who was like, it, it's not as if she's speaking from the position of like being the one who was loved less. Like, she speaks from, from both perspectives. Yeah, at different well, points in the like... books, yeah, she points, she speaks from different um, different perspectives. Because I think, yeah, it's exactly right. We're never always the person who loves less or always the person who loves more. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's an important thing to remember. Um, and, of course, when I graduated, I wrote on my Facebook this collection of quotes that she wrote she wrote this amazing letter so if you end up reading the book one of my favorite answers is the one called the future has an ancient heart and it's <gasps> i loved that one yeah i really liked that one that was i think it's funny cuz I, I i don't um uh, i don't remember a lot of like exact quotes from it mm-hmm. and that was one that when i read that one i like actively tried to remember the future has an ancient heart of the quote because anyways you you explain I'm sorry I'm no thinking. yeah um it's just this college this college class and they've been reading her column and so they 
the teacher writes into to her and says, you know, we're not going to have a graduation speaker. So what would you say if you were a graduation speaker? And so she she writes in and she basically she just says so many things that have just made me feel so much better. So I'll share a couple of them. Um, so <clears throat> one of them is. Uh, you're going to be all right, and you're going to be all right not because you majored in English or didn't, and not because you plan to apply to law school or don't, but because all right is almost always where we eventually land, even if we mess up entirely along the way. And she goes and talks about what, you know, how she messed up and all of these things. <clears throat> and then she says, just close your eyes and remember everything you already know. Let whatever mysterious starlight that guided you this far guide you onward into whatever crazy beauty awaits. Uh, mm -hmm. That that line um, just gives me so much solace. Because yeah. when I look back on my life and I don't always know what got me to where I am or what introduced me to the people that I'm lucky enough to know or how I knew that something was the right thing when I could have just as easily gone down a different path. But that quote, like, something brought you this far. And just trust that it's going to keep guiding you to wherever you're supposed to be. It's just, it's really, it's really powerful. <laughs> I really love it. It's so yoga. You're so right. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the reason that you're able to, like, the reason that you're able to just dig up these quotes from things that you've read years ago um in the way that like I find that you Steph are able to like make this emotional connection to the book is you're able I think I don't know I, I feel like you're so much more open to relating to uh what the text is actually saying mm. or like to yeah I don't know hmm. like it that's just something hmm. that's sweet Laura I don't know if I do. Often I feel like I miss the point of books. <laughs> but then sometimes, I guess, um, like with fiction, I I know when we did the book club last year, I was like, I was always more excited to hear what other people's analysis of it was um, because I, I always missed things. But I, That's why I don't need fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But it, it seems that I really don't read fiction. <laughs> I really like... The other thing I really like about Cheryl's trade that I feel like maybe should be added as I'm reading all of these really deep quotes is, um, like, don't be, don't be fooled. She's very deep and very wise and very yoga, but she is this perfect blend of um, depth and total irreverence. And she'll just be cheeky or she'll just be so, you know, she's so open-minded and so modern. And she's not like this old lady who's just coming in and being like, this is what you should do. Um, like, it's not like that at all. She is deliciously irreverent, you know? Even on the mm -hmm. on the podcast, they like she swears and she talks about rock and roll just as much as she talks about like deep yoga books and all this stuff. She's just like one of the more well-rounded people that, that I've ever known about. She's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's very magnetic. Yeah. She's a really cool uh, person. Yeah. I don't know. The, I just listened to, I'm all caught up on, on her podcast mm. as of like last night, I yeah. think. 
Um, and yeah, she. Have you listened to it already? Is that the one that came out yesterday? I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, maybe it wasn't that one. It was the one uh, where they talked about um, she, the original letter writer was asking if maybe she was asexual. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I listened to that one. Yeah. That's a good one. No, and even I, I find Cheryl and Steve um, were both like very honest about like the first time they realized that they were sexual. Like at super young ages, and like yeah. things that like are so taboo to talk about, um, in like to other people, let alone on a podcast that anybody could be listening to. Right. Um, and I don't know. It was just like it was one of the major themes of my yoga teacher training is that when you're when you're vulnerable, you give people access to like vulnerability within themselves. Um, and mm-hmm. I just find that I don't know that. It's almost like it's effortless for her. And she understands the power of being able to share those things and and how much that will, will do for somebody else. Yeah, I think that that's like so she's, true. She's very she, selfless. Yeah, and I think she's honest that it's not always easy. Um, she makes it look mm. easy. I think she, she, she talks about how it's hard. But, um, yeah, I think she 100% understands and, you know, when she writes about the hard things that have happened in her life, I think you're right. I think it does pe- give people access to how they can think about it and how they can talk about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before, but this book, you know, when other people come to me and say that they're going through something or they're f- having strange feelings about something, I have, I have and I will continue to send the answers because the language that she uses and the ideas that she uses in the book... I think can just really help people to understand what they're feeling themselves. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's a gift that she has given us <laughs> um, in her... Totally. In no, her that's a good one. Cheryl way. Um, yeah. There so, aren't a... There oh, aren't sorry. what? I was going to say there aren't there are... a lot of books that I that I can read more than once. And I mm-hmm. already know that this is one that I'm going to be revisiting yeah me too um and most of the what's great about it is that most of the answers are actually online so I've you know if I've gone through the book and remembered about something about how you can't you know I don't know there's ones about relationships where she's like you can't uh, (laughs) you can't get involved in someone else's relationship or whatever and I'll be like oh someone needs to read this and like send it over to them (laughs) (laughs) But you can just, like, Google it, you know? You can Google it and find it. So most of them are online, which is really cool. Um, So, yeah. um, If you can't tell, we're obsessed with this book. (laughs) Yes. If if we haven't convinced you already, you need to read it. You can borrow it from me. I'm thinking about just, like, (laughs) starting a little library. Yeah. We'll start a little... We'll start a library. But um, we'd love to hear if you've read the book, um, what you think about it, or um, what quotes stood out to you. Um, You can get us, obviously, on guineafigandgreen.com in the show notes, or you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, at greenguineapigs. And we love talking about books, so... If there is a book that... If we've either mentioned it on the podcast or... Uh, or not, let us know. Uh, 
if, if there's something that you'd like to hear featured in Guinea Pig and Green Book Club, uh, we are always looking for things to read and things to talk about, and mm -hmm. so just let us know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. That'd be so cool if we got some recommendations. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Guinea Pig and Green. Bye.